when people think of me, I hope, besides, you know, being a very good looking guy. Um, no, <laughs> they, I, I'm hoping that they think of, you know, Ryan is kind of a no BS, cut right to the chase, no hype, no none of this garbage in the typical internet marketing. So this 10 minute fluff free format is just an extension of the brand. It, it, it fits. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, listener. What's up? Welcome back to Traffic Jam. This is show number 75 of the podcast show that teaches you how to get more traffic to your website and build an engaged and profitable audience online. Now, on today's show, we'll be discussing not just how to get traffic, but how to build a following that's highly engaged and resonates with your authentic brand. Now, my guest today, Ryan Lee, calls this trust building traffic. But before we get to Ryan's trust building traffic strategies, I want to tell you about a blog post that we've published this week called How to Get Traffic. So as Traffic Jam listeners, I think you might be interested in this one, especially because it features 30 of the very best Traffic Jam guests to date who've come together to share their number one traffic getting secret. It's over 5,000 words long and it's been a huge labour of love this past month and I'm sure you're going to want to check it out. So if you do, head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 75, which is the show notes page for this episode, where you'll see all of the links mentioned in today's show coming up, plus a link off to that blog post as well. So I'd love for you to check that out. And if you like what you read, I'd love to hear your comments in the section below. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. So let me give an introduction to today's guest. His name is Ryan Lee and he's a former fitness professional who's done a lot in the fitness, entrepreneurial and marketing space. He's an all-round personality. You'll find that out in today's show. And that's actually where we're going to be spending our time today, talking about how to build an authentic, real and true personal brand that resonates with your audience and stands you out online. Now, we all know there's a huge amount of content that exists on the internet. How do you appear different? How do you stand out as your true, authentic self? Well, that's going to be the discussion on today's episode. So without any further ado, let's introduce today's guest, Ryan Lee from Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M dot com. So, hey, welcome back, listeners. You're tuned into episode 75 of Traffic Jam. And today you're joined by Ryan Lee. Ryan, how are you doing? I am doing great. I am. I'm excited to be on here because I like your podcast. I'm a fan of the show. So to be on here, um, it'd be nice if I was like a special episode, like number 100, but I'll take 75. <laughs> 75, that's three quarters of the way. I'm sure there's a celebration around 75. Is it? It's not Jubilee. It's the one after that, right? But anyway, we can make something up. We'll make you feel special. (laughs) 
Let's talk about your newest project to begin with, the Freedom Podcast. To bring listeners up to speed, it's a, a daily podcast show. It's 10 minutes in length. You interview experts. With more than kind of one other established daily entrepreneurial podcast out there, why a podcast and why now? That's a great question. You know, the, a podcast, I look at it, and we, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, I look at it as another channel. I think people make the mistake of looking at one thing and saying, this is all I'm going to do, and this is the only way I'm going to get traffic. Um, for me, I think it's about finding your strengths. And, and really, for all your clients, everyone listening to this, you've got to know what your strength is. And my strength, I feel, is just being communicating, speaking. Um, and I do a lot of writing, a lot of emails, but I don't think people were really able to hear my voice. So it was a way to for people to hear my voice to get in front of third-party traffic because, you know, if you do get uh, a decent listing in iTunes, you're going to get some of that kind of traffic that naturally happens. You know, someone's surfing around in iTunes and it, it, they just find you. Now, I'm a realist, so I don't think that I'm going to sit back, get an iTunes, get new and noteworthy, and oh my God, now I got another multi-million dollar business. Some people think that, but that's not reality. I look at it as Anything I can get extra is just gravy. But I think them hearing me, being prolific, being in their head all the time, and a really, really big thing is being able to connect and reconnect with a lot of other great entrepreneurs, people that I admire, people that have been my clients, people that I've worked with in the past. And it gives me a reason to just kind of reach out to them. Like, you know, you said you just listened to the interview I did with Seth Godin, and we've communicated in the past. And you know, there's, sometimes there's not really a reason for me to reach out to him, but hey, Seth, we got this top podcast. I'd love to get on with you for 10 minutes. Um, so there's a lot of advantages um, on, a, on a traffic perspective, because I know this is the traffic jam. Uh, you know, when you, when you promote, uh, when you have people on the show, a percentage of them will then promote it to their network. Yeah. Uh, not, not everyone. You're not going to get 100%, uh, but some will. And I've spent if people uh, look at my site, free, they could see a specific page of freedom.com. It's F-R-E-E-D-Y-M.com uh, slash show, S-H-O-W. And they'll see all of the time and money and resources I put into creating really nice graphics. It's a daily show. And you were one of our first guests, James. And you could see the graphics and the time and the money we put into it. Uh, and there's a good chance you'll share that with your audience. And it's, it's funny because I see people do this wrong. Um, I was... I got an email about three weeks ago, a guy with a podcast and said, Ryan, I like your stuff. I'd love to interview you on my podcast. However, for me to interview, you must agree to the following. You must do one dedicated email to your list about the podcast, and you must do at least two or three social media updates about it. And I said, well, I, look, I, I'm flattered you asked me to be on it, but hell no. You know, I, you can't force me <laughs> to pr if I like the show and, and it's great and I think it goes well and I want to promote it, then I'll mention it. But if not, then I won't. But I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think it's, it's, it's just not a great way to build relationships. It's, it's got to be about giving and connecting. So that was a very, very long answer for why I did it. Let's dig into some of that stuff because there's some interesting lessons in there. I guess the first follow-up question I've got is, how conscious a decision was the format of a show that you chose? I mean, there are two people together, casual conversation. There is the interview and expert style show that both you and I adopt. Was a conscious decision for you at the back of your mind thinking that, well, hey, if I get other experts onto the show, then there is the opportunity to have it promoted in other channels that I couldn't easily access without those people coming on board? It was definitely a factor. 
it wasn't the factor. You know, I, I sat down and I'd been look, the reality is I'd been thinking about doing a podcast for about two years. I even announced it two years ago and I started recording. I record I recorded like two ten episodes. I just didn't love the way it came out. It didn't feel right. Um so I sat and I said, okay, if I'm going to do it, what are the real reasons why? What are the real benefits? Uh, what about this style? You know, everything in marketing um, and your business, I really think there is no one size fits all. I think you have to look deep within yourself and be totally honest and saying, okay, these are my skills and this is my strength and this is what I like to do and this is what I'm good at. I know attention wise, I can't stand listening to like one hour podcasts. I, I just don't have the attention. And especially when the first 20 minutes are the same, it's the same story. Everyone's telling their story and I get it. And I look, I love stories, but sometimes just, just get me to the meat. Um, so I just, I didn't have the attention to all just sit there. Oh my God. Oh, hey, so how'd you get started? And then, you, you know, um, not there's anything wrong with that. I, I just didn't want to do that. I couldn't see myself doing that in the long run. 10 minutes, piece of cake. I love it. I get in. We cut to the core. Uh, I don't let them dance around. I ask the hard questions and it's just, we just go. Um, in terms of interviewing people, yes, that was definitely one of the top factors. It was the, obviously, uh, to me, it's about connecting in relationships and, and getting another opportunity to get to talk to people, to get them on the phone. It's just the connections are so strong. Uh, and that to me is really everything. I figured all of the extra traffic I would generate by by interviewing them and them then posting it in their networks would be, you know, I was guesstimating at maybe like 20%, maybe a 20% bump. Um, but I didn't think 100%. Some people, that that's again, another mistake they make, James, is think, okay, I'm going to do these webinars. I'm going to interview someone and they're all going to promote it to their entire network. And that's, that's BS. Uh, I recently did a call with a guy who is doing something similar. He's doing a book and he's basically saying, you know, I'm having 15 experts all contribute a chapter and they're all going to promote it. And he's listing some of these names. And I said, well, what's, what's in it for them? He's like, well, they're going to promote it to your list. I'm like, well, you know, no, they're not. <laughs> I knew like four of those guys. I said, there's no way they're sending all their people to a list to give them to the free opt-in to, to give you 3000 of their most active customers for nothing. They're just not doing it. So You've got to be realistic. If if you look at this as a slight bump or a ten or twenty percent of your traffic coming from it, then that's great. But you've got to be able to make it work on the other end. Um, I also knew that if I do these short shows, I could still intersperse solo shows with me as well, as long as it's in that consistent ten minute format. I've only done one, but I am going to be doing more. Um, maybe once every two weeks, there's just going to be me coming on and doing my you know little ten minute rant. Uh, because I just I love doing that. I didn't want the pressure of when I thought about okay, if it's just me every week. I, I knew I wouldn't do it daily myself, but if it was just me even every week, you know, how am I going to feel about this a year, two years down the road? And and it's just I feel like it puts pressure on me. Yeah, you know, hugely. If, if you were to, yeah, if you had to do a traffic podcast, James, all about SEO, uh, a weekly, and it was just you, you know, by year two, you're like. All right, let's talk about Alta Vista. Yeah. Let's talk about Hotbot. I think there's the getting the balance right. And I think from what I can tell of your show so far, you've been able to sort of inject your own personality in the podcast and make it about you whilst putting a spotlight on your guests. And I think sometimes there is a tendency, if you're not careful with an interview style show, for it to be all about the guest. And that's great content, 
But, you know, let's face it, most of us are doing this to build authority or to position ourselves with expertise. And if you're not careful, you can actually take all of that away from yourself. Do you think that's the case? Yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. Then you become like um, Larry King. I don't know if you're familiar with him, who just... You know, he would just kind of sit there and interview people or Charlie Rose. And it's great. And, and, you know, everyone knows who Larry King is or Charlie Rose. But you're not, you know, buying Larry King's success programs and going, I mean, maybe some people will for celebrity. But I think you get the point. If you're like in awe of everyone and be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. And it's and there's no personality. And you just you ask them one question, then you sit back um, and you don't have that your own kind of branding through it then you're right. It can actually, in a way, do the opposite, <laughs> especially if, you, if, you're, if all you're doing is showcasing your, your competitors and saying how amazing they are. And it's, it's funny because kind of coming back to the question you asked me before, why I chose this format. For if, if you look at me and my business and the branding that I've kind of built over the years and the consistency, it really, when people think of me, I hope, um, besides you know, being a very good looking guy. Um, no, they, I, I'm hoping that they think of, you know, Ryan is kind of a no BS, cut right to the chase, no hype, no crap, none of this garbage in the typical internet marketing. So this 10 minute fluff free format is just an extension of the brand. It, it, it fits, you know, if it was a one hour sit down where it's this serious, you know, well, tell me about this and tell me about your mother. Like it just wouldn't fit me and my brand. So I, I, everyone who's listening to this, you know, what is it? What's your superpower? What's your brand? What's the, the image, the, the, what do you want people to feel about you when they hear your name? Um, yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we should loop back to personality in a moment and sort of talk about how you've injected some of your style into your show and I guess elsewhere in your marketing. But I wanted to ask you a little bit about sort of guest selection. I mean, you're probably 30 episodes or so in at the time of recording this. You've had some heavy hitter names. We mentioned Seth Godin earlier. He's probably one of the foremost names in marketing that you could have on your show. And you've had some lesser known guys. I found on this show that actually getting the balance right is really important because one, it brings context and adds variety to the show, but also your big hitter guests will often be the ones that draw the biggest downloads, but often the lesser known guests are the ones that are actually going to help build your show the most because they're the ones that are most readily going to talk about the episode and help promote it to your audience. What experience have you got so far? Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I really am trying to find that balance between, you know, some bigger names and some people who are just in the trenches and unknown, like, you know, someone who's a tri- like Tristan, uh, uh, Christian, Christian Mineta, who's a, a triathlon coach, you know, from Australia that a lot of people might not know, uh, you know, that that's one day and Seth goes the next. And yeah. Um, I had someone today, uh, you know, as, as of we're recording this, Mary Agnes Antonopoulos, who is an incredible social media expert, but not really like well-known. She's not writing published books, but she does social media for people like Jack Canfield, JJ Virgin. Um, and she's, she's promoted my podcast at least five or six times. Even today, she just did another big post. Hey guys, go check out the show. And if you like it, you know, like it, comment and share it. And then I'll give you a prize or something like, so 
Seth didn't do that, <laughs> nor did I. Nor did I expect him to. So yeah, I I like to find the balance between the two, and it's it's very similar to when I've done online summits and when I've coached people to do online summits. You're going to get you want to get some of the big names, but don't expect them to do the marketing. The one who's going to do the marketing are the lesser known names with the blog and the list of thirty thousand people. So if you only get the big names, then you're not going to get any of that traffic either. So uh, and plus. You know, again, going with my brand, and we'll talk about that soon, I guess. With me, it is a lot about finding these people, the the real lifestyle business, the people in the trenches, you know, making money, doing things that are really cool and different and unique. And uh, you know, when you when you think of someone like Seth Godin, you don't really think of like a you know a lifestyle entrepreneur. You think of someone big business consulting type stuff. So, well, let's talk a little bit about style. Now, we touched on it very briefly earlier with the artwork. I mean, that is one standout feature of your show is these beautiful artwork sort of pieces you produce. I guess as best as we can in words considering we are on a podcast just to kind of describe what that looks like and then perhaps we'll talk a little bit about you know why you've chosen the style and also how you use it to promote the show as well um so each for me um i really wanted to have the visual representation of a glossy magazine so i w- with my graphic designer when we came up with the first concept i said i want each cover to look like it, it would go in a magazine rack that was the, that was the thing. It's got to look like you can walk by a Barnes and I don't know what's a popular bookstore in the UK. Uh, I guess W H Smith. I don't know if there are any left anymore, but yeah, W H Smith, Barnes and Nobles would be one, I guess. Okay, so you walk into W H Smith. You know, this would be this cover looks like it could sit on the magazine rack. That's the image I wanted. Um, very glossy, uh, high resolution photos. I want each cover to look a little bit different. Um, I don't want it to look all exactly the same. I, I don't. I didn't want it to look like an ebook cover. You know, I just. I purposely said it can't look like an ebook cover. It can't look like <clears throat> where it's just this ongoing series and everything blends together. Because I had this 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 idea that it's got to really look like this portfolio of this high end glossy magazine. And the reason is because I know. I don't care how well known you are. If you're on something, if you if there's a cover image of you and it looks like a magazine cover, there's a much greater chance you're going to share it. A much greater chance. It doesn't mean 100%, um, but much greater. So we did the cover for you. And it's funny, you were actually on my list. I was going to email you to say it went live, but I think it went live in the weekend, so I didn't have a chance. Um, but you saw, I mean, it looks like a magazine cover. So will you share it? Will you not? I don't know. But see? Well, the I have already. Yes. I guess the answer is uh, there with, for In you. my experience, <laughs> about 80% of people are sharing those images um, because they look so good. And it, is, it does cost me a lot of money to create, um, but I'm okay with reinvesting back in my business. I would much rather reinvest back in my business than spend it on a, you know, a freaking sports car so I could take pictures in front and go, dude, look at my car, dude. Like, I could care less about that crap. Um, not that there's anything wrong with a nice sports car, but you know. It's exactly why we produce these sort of caricatures for the traffic jam shows. I mean, it's something that's a little bit different and it certainly does make our guests more likely to share the content because it, you know, it's something different to what's perhaps produced for other shows. And we do find that they talk very nicely of them. So I can see exactly why they would work for you, the magazine covers. Yeah. And, and, and it is, yeah, it's, it is about being different and standing out. And, you know, you, you always have to, in business, you always have to look at, you know, what's, what's a differentiator? What am I going to do that my competitors won't? And I know 
most of my competitors are never going to do this because it's too much work, it's too much money, uh, it's too much time, and everyone, not everyone, most people are just looking for a shortcut. They're looking to do as little as possible, and they're not willing to put in the time, money, and resources where I am. Uh, so if you're, st- and that's why I talk about like if you're serious about your business, then be friggin' serious about your business and do everything you can to really make a go of it. Uh, so yeah, for me that was. That was always a big part of it. I, I, I'm a very visual guy, and that imagery really is something that was gonna that I knew was gonna stand out, just like yours with the cartoons. Well, something that seems pretty true to you is this kind of whole concept of ensuring that personality is your brand, and you do enthuse that. I mean, your whole intros on your podcast is, you know, it's, <laughs> it's wild and wacky. I don't think I could pull that off, but you pull it off so well. What else are you doing in your marketing to kind of bring that personality to the fore? Because we all know now, like you rightly said, that there's so much content out there. If, if we're not doing stuff differently, we're never going to get seen or heard. What other tips or advice could you perhaps offer to get our listeners to think about how they might be different? Yeah. Um, and just just briefly to, to talk what you're, what you're mentioning, the intro is really kind of, it sets the tone for the show. So you have to really think hard about your introduction. You're talking about specifically about a podcast, right? In this case, we're talking about a podcast, but I'm talking about in terms of standing out. I mean, how else can we do it? Like, how can we look to differentiate? It's a broad question, but I'm hoping you're game for answering it. I'm always game for answer. I don't know if I'm going to give you the good answer, but I'm, I'm always game to uh, answer it. You know, it really is a question of, of doing some soul searching. Um, soul searching, sitting down and thinking about all the wins you've had, not just in business, but in life. You know, look back at your history. Look at every success, every win. What were the common factors? What, were the, what was it that made you have success in this area? You know, is it your humor? Is it your brains? Is it your straightforwardness? Um, is it the goofiness? You know, what everyone has a personality, right? Everyone, some might be like mine tends to be high energy and I just love to have fun and make jokes. So that's me. You know, you said you would have trouble doing that kind of intro because that's just not you. And that's fine. What, where people get into trouble, James, is when they're, they're lower. So maybe you listen to my podcast. You're like, okay, I want to do it like Ryan. And you try to do the hello. And then it, you sound like a, it just doesn't sound real. So it's, it's really, it's about getting real. And the other thing you can do is ask like, and I, I learned this from, um, what the heck's his name? There was a book, uh, Simon Sinek uh, talked about going to your five, your 10 closest friends and saying to them, you know, what is it about me that you like? Like, what's my superpower? And at first they'll say th- things like, oh, you're nice, you're sweet, you're caring, but you keep, as you dig deeper, it's going to be uncovered. And I've had people go through this exercise and like, man, I found out my superpower was this or my superpower was that. So you've got to know what your superpower is and then you just be that. It, it's so freeing. You, you have no idea how freeing it is when you could just cut the BS and, um, and be yourself. Just be you. And I remember years ago, with Frank, uh, Frank Kern, who I've known for like a decade, you know, kind of went through like a surfer dude phase. <laughs> and all of a sudden everyone's marketing, like trying to be a surfer. And I'm dead, but it just felt so, it's like, that's not you. Like you live in New York city. You're not a surfer. Um, not Frank, the other guy's trying to imitate him. So s- stop trying to be other people, find your strength, find your superpower, ask your friends what your superpower is and be that and let that resonate through. But it's got you, what it, what it has to do 
is it has to flow through all of your marketing channels, um, whether it's your email marketing or your podcast or um, any kind of ads you're doing or your Facebook updates or your Twitter updates or Pinterest or Periscope or Telescope, whatever the hell you're doing. It's, it's got that, that feel that personality has to be consistent throughout. Um, you can't talk about um, integrity and honesty and then do these fake countdown clocks. It doesn't. It, it's a. It, there's a disconnect, and it's one of the first things I do with my clients is we sit down and we find out what's their unique ability, what makes them different, and it, it, it drives me crazy. You see someone who's like the sweetest person. They're a psychologist. They work with baby boomers, and they have such a great offline business. They come online. They read some a couple sales copy products, and their copy is like, "Who else wants to, you know, do five hundred pull ups and raise your kids?" I'm like, "It's not even you, like, stop that." <laughs> well, I think something that you've done well, and, and lesson that we can take away is you've kind of pulled this audio cue in, sort of audio branding that you've inserted into your podcast that's immediately identifiable as you, and you can see, you know, in other spaces where people have done that visually, and I'm thinking, you know, like you say, Frank Kern many years ago with the whole surfer thing, or Joe Polizzi with his orange suits, or I don't know, I guess even Richard Branson in the entrepreneurial space with his big golden locks. It's immediately identifiable as them, but it also ties into their personality and what they stand for. And it's all kind of infused together, which makes it work so well, right? Yeah, exactly. Like with me, I talk a lot about lifestyle business. So it doesn't make sense to have a picture of me in my headshot wearing a suit. Yeah, you can't be the serious guy, right? No, no. But but if you are the serious guy and you have the MBA from Harvard um, and that's your thing and it's all about serious and math and stats and split tests, then put the suit on. So yeah, you find it and you let that kind of come throughout. But yeah, it, in, in terms of the podcast though, I, I immediately start off with that intro. And that's another thing, you know, everyone like using podcasts as an example, once again, they'll go to Fiverr and everyone's going to get like the same intro that sounds the same, you know, like that cheesy radio. And it's, but there's no person, there's no differentiation between that and every other person. Yeah, it sounds like a radio show, but where's you, you know, in this? Because um, I think the old way of marketing is dying. Uh, it's just the, the, the people who, who are doing the lifestyle business, the ones who are succeeding, it's really about personality and connections and being you. Let's touch on a couple of topics before we finish out. One thing that you mentioned. Uh, No, I'm done. Okay. Well, this is more than a 10 minute show on this occasion, right? So we might need to draw you. (laughs) I am here. I'm here. I got the day schedule for you, James. Come on. Let's do it. Okay. So trust building traffic was one thing that you mentioned to me in our pre-chat. Curious to know kind of what you mean about that and how we might go about building more trust in our traffic. It's really about kind of using the same theme, using that, that personality, that trust. How do you describe trust? You know, it's, it's really being authentic. It's cutting through the crap. So for example, with your, if you're doing a Facebook video ad, okay. Some, one guy just posted this in our coaching group. He said, look at the video ad I just did. And it was, he did it on Fiverr and it was like, and it was like, you know, flashy, words and you know if you want to lose weight if you want to get ripped if you want to get and it's the same kind of no substance there's no meat there's no connection so it's getting rid of all that crap getting rid of all the glitz that you know society kind of goes through these phases and if you look now and you look at what's working people don't want that stuff 
you know, is there going to be a percentage that fall for it? Yes, but they want the reality. So, so stop doing that. Get a friggin' iPhone or any kind of little camera, like what I've been doing now. I go outside and I film little one or two minute video clips, just me, raw, uncensored, doing my teaching and strategies. So, whatever market you're in, if it's fitness, get your damn phone, get outside, say, hey, you know, it's. Hey, I'm Simon, and I want to show you, you know, two really cool ways to do uh, push-up variations today. Here's one, boom. Here's another one. You know, uh, one of my clients, Elliot Hulse, has built this huge business. He has know, six hundred thousand followers, and um, he's doing a tour now in Europe just by doing that. By like, you know, he has his shirt off in the video. He kind of gets in your face, and that's him. That is real, authentic marketing, and that's just what you have to do now. I know there are big businesses still that rely on, and you've had a lot of guys on the show talk about this kind of stuff. You know, these ads, you know, the three foods to never eat and this kind of stuff. And yeah, that's going to get some attention, but those ad, it, you know how it is. It's a very, very tough game to play because the minute, let's say you do come up with something really creative, a really creative ad, what happens? Everyone, all the really smart guys, they, they subscribe to all these services and they know exactly what ad you're doing and what it's, where it's running and how, many, how much you're spending and then they rip it off. And then now all of a sudden your clicks go up, you know, the, the cost per clicks go up and, and your, your conversions go down and now you got to start screwing around on the back end. That, that's a, we've played that game in our supplement business. That is a tough, tough game to play. And people try to play it and they go in not really knowing how hard it is. And you can make millions of dollars, but the people who succeed, the people who lose money are, many, are much, much greater than the people who make money playing that because you've got to have some guts and you've got to have a lot of money to spend on traffic, on ads, on split testing. That's a whole 99% of my audience um, are never going to play that game. So I stopped trying to cater to them. I'm going for the people who are heart-centered. So, so that, that's a tough game. And then what happens is they... People try to play that game a little bit, you know, half-assed. They'll do an ad, the three foods to never eat, and then it goes to another page, and then that doesn't really connect with what the ad just was, and then they have, they're like, dude, what about more funnels, more funnels, and then they're doing tripwire. I can't stand the word tripwire, you know, and they're doing all that, and it just, it's so, it's just a bunch of crap. Um, just cut it out, man. Just be you, communicate, be authentic. I mean, you know, if you look at, I, I know he's kind of a, a big example, like Vaynerchuk, Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, his stuff now, he's just putting out videos of, and even with Wine Library, I mean, that's all he did. He sat there with a video, with a camera talking about wine and reviews. And I mean, that's how he started the business. That's how he got well known was just short little videos with Gary using his personality and spitting into a Jets bucket. And I mean, he, Gary was being, and he's still being Gary. He didn't have to do, you know, seven ways to find the best wine. He didn't do any of that crap. So there you go. There's my little rant. I don't even know if I answered your question. I don't give a No, we totally zeroed into the message there. I'm going to bring it home at this point. Let's end this interview with one kind of wrap-up piece of advice because you've been online for many years now. You've coached a bunch of people in this cold sort of internet space. What one piece of advice you know, in all of that time have you found repeating yourself with most? What's the one thing that you've been telling people over and over again that you recommend our listeners implement? Um, be you, be real, be authentic, build trust. Um, that's it. Just, um, it, it, what it, it's, it's going to take the pressure off. So stop trying to be someone you're not 
um, be authentic, and just the people who like you, who resonate with you, are going to really like you. The people who don't, that's fine. You'll repel them. Um, focus on those you're really helping. And then marketing is going to be so much easier. Conversions are going to be easier. Sales, running your business, managing your business. You're going to have less, less refunds. One thing we didn't even touch on is when you market like this, you get so many more referrals. Like your business just changes. So that's, that's my parting advice. Just don't, don't get stressed out. Don't get overwhelmed with all the techniques and all the new social media things hopping up. Pick one or two one or two traffic things you're good at, whether it's podcasting, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's Facebook video ads, whether it's Twitter ads, YouTube ads, um, Periscope, whatever those one or two things is, is be really good, be authentic, and just dive in deep and don't stop. Just stay focused. There you go. Well, I think we've got our tweetable for the episode. Be you, be real, build trust. So you, the listener, I think you'll probably find that on the episode page of Traffic Jam 75, which you get to by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 75. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number 75. As a passing piece of instruction for our listeners, where should they go to find out more about you, Ryan? Um, you can go to the new site, freedom.com, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M.com, or um, I, have, I have a really cool thing. I, I've taken 15 years of my best building business strategies and condensed them down to just three pages. So if you want that, all you have to do is text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M, to the number 33444. So F-R-E-E-D-Y-M to 33444. I make it easy for you. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan. It's been an absolute blast having you on the show and I'm sure we'll get another opportunity to do it all again soon. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Ryan Lee from freedom.com. Thank you for listening into episode 75 of the Traffic Jam podcast. Remember that you can subscribe to Traffic Jam by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes or trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. For a link to all of the resources mentioned in today's show, head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 75, where you can get an MP3 version of the show, full transcript of today's interview, plus a link off to the roundup post that I mentioned right at the top of the show, featuring 30 of the very best Traffic Jam guests today who share their number one traffic getting secret. As I said, to get your hands on that, plus the other bonuses for this show, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 75. Now we end this week of Traffic Jam by featuring a Traffic Jam by our guest Ryan Lee. He's chosen ACDC Thunderstruck. So enjoy the track and I'll see you back here for another episode very, very soon.
You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.